Mother's Mother, a place where we unpack all things related to mothering. This is a community where we aim to create a comfortable space that allows for active discussion without judgment. Find us at thecuriousmother.com and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at thecuriousmother. Our podcasts are meant to be safe to listen to in the car, around your kiddos, or anywhere you need a break. We will warn you if the discussion is inappropriate for young ones, as this particular discussion is. We are so happy you have joined us. Welcome back to The Curious Mother. This is Kristen Daly and Melissa Miller. So, Melissa, tell me about what you've been curious about lately. All right. So, we had a pretty big moment in the Miller house this week. We ripped the Band-Aid on Santa. Oh, my goodness. Yep. yep. Tell me a little bit about why Why now why, why, and how you did it. Yep. <laughs> so, we have fretted for months about this. But my kids are in fourth grade and third grade, which I think is a really age-appropriate time to find out, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And really, the driving force was my son, who's a third grader, and apparently, Santa gets brought up in the playground all the time. Really? Yep. Okay. And so, he was coming home last year and a lot this year, like... So my friends are telling me that say, that you guys put the presents out and Santa's not real. And but when I'm older, I'll find out. Uh-huh. And I just had this like sadness for him that he was being like seen as this like yeah. immature kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I had always handled questions like, well, he'd say like, "Are you guys doing Santa?" And I'd say, mm-hmm. "I don't know. What do you think?" Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just kind of let it drop. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt like with the holidays coming this year, he was gonna find out, and yeah. we really wanted to tell them in a positive way, uh-huh. um, as opposed to having him find out in a sad way. <laughs> um, because the way that I found out was devastating. Oh no! Tell me so, about that. <laughs> I was on the bus home in second grade, and it was Easter time, and and uh, the kind of the mean kid on our bus set was just laid out the facts of the Easter Bunny, and mm-hmm. I I'm not sure if I had ever considered it before, but I just loved the idea of all the magicalness, uh-huh. and so I came home and I asked my mom, and she said yes, and I just burst into tears, and then it was like, oh, and Santa and to the fairy, and like. <laughs> All the magic got sucked out of my life in one day from the mean kid on the bus. Oh, no. (laughs) And I cried on the bus when he told me. And I just didn't Mm. want my kids to have like a a traumatic event. How did you find out? Oh, I found out. I remember I was seven. We had um, just moved to a new house. And um, my older brother said, hey, Kristen, I want to show you something. And I was, you know, and my older brother and I always argued and fought like, I can't I can even think of a time that we ever really got along very well. And so usually if he was going to show me something, it was not um, good. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> and so we like tiptoed into my parents' room. And I can remember it was they had a closet that was like a double door closet. And he opened the closet and he was like, here is our Christmas. And Aww. like there were all of the presents unwrapped. And uh, I was I mean, but I was kind of like so excited to know a secret like I think that's always been something that is a wiring for me and so we had because we had still had a little brother and the question was do we keep the secret or do we bring little brother in on it and I think we decided not to bring little brother in my I believe my mom caught us in the act and was pretty unhappy (laughs) with the whole thing Um, maybe even was like threatening that there wouldn't be presents if you know if we told any more so (laughs) So how did you set it up? Tell me how you teed it up for your guys. Yeah. So um, 
you know, I said that we fretted about this for a long time. Like this summer when my son had a wiggly tooth, we were like, okay, here's our time. We're going to rip the band-aid. <laughs> and, and then the conversations just never came up or we chickened out. And so uh, this week I just decided it was going to be positive. Walked outside. Kids, kids got home from school, having a snack. I came outside and I said, all right, guys, I think you're old enough. Um, I really want to let you in on a huge, exciting secret. And they were like, oh, what? And I said, you know, you've been asking a lot of questions about Santa, and I really want to let you in on the big secret about how Santa really works. And they were like, oh. And of course, then my daughter says, I think I know what you're going to say. So tipping off, she uh-huh. knew. And uh-huh. that kind of reduced my anxiety greatly. <laughs> but I just said, so... Um, Santa, the, the, the realness of Santa is the magic that we all keep this. Um, we work really hard to spread joy and love and do it without needing recognition. And um, that is the magic that we all are. We are all Santa once you're in on the secret. And you can bring joy and happiness to other people through giving over the holidays. Oh, my so goodness. now that you're in on the magic, you're also Santa. And... Um, so then they had a lot of questions, a lot of questions. Um, and then came up the Easter bunny, which is my daughter's favorite holiday because she loves the hunt. Um, (laughs) so I did a lot of promising of nothing changes. You Mm -hmm. know, it doesn't mean that we're not doing all of our traditions. It's still going to be fun and exciting. You just know that it's from us. Yeah. And now you get to help us plan for other people. And it was so not a big deal. Like they were like, Oh, Okay. Can we go play now? I mean, it was a non-event, so I don't know why we were so scared. Oh my gosh, I wish I could have a redo. (laughs) I mean, just for the way I handled it with my own family, because that's just, I love how you incorporated the idea that it's like the being part of the magic of Christmas. Um, Yeah, I totally blew it. I I really... All right, let's hear it, let's hear it. Well, I had this philosophy that if um, my kids ever asked a question... I didn't want to lie to them. Yeah. So, um, and I will say, I've been altering that philosophy a little bit um, as their questions have become harder. Plus, like, I've kind of made a few big missteps at times when they've asked a question that maybe they didn't need to know that information. Yeah. And so I'm trying to re- reconfigure that. But um, when my oldest was, I think he was eight, he just point blank asked me, you know, are you Santa? And I had told myself, like, if I get asked, I'm going to, I will say. So I said, yes, yes, I am. And he was, and then he said, okay, I can't wait to tell my little sisters. And I was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> because that was the part. Cause I was like, gosh, he's eight little sisters were like four and two. And right. I was like, I don't, I don't want to, I want to be able to do this for a while longer. And so what I did was when he had, was in kindergarten, his teacher had had one of those elf on the shelf thing. And he came home and he was like, we have to have one. He was like, somebody has to tell Santa how my sister behaves. Because <laughs> at this point it was definitely little, you know, little sister number one that he was like, Santa's got to know. Like you guys aren't handling it well. And somebody's, yeah, somebody has got to report this child. And, um, so I had always been very anti-elf because to me it seemed like a lot of work. But I will tell you, staring into his little brown eyes, I just was like, okay, elves might have to come. And so one elf came, and it was, you know, there was always questions of whether or not the elf was sick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't buddy go home 
has a short attention span and a lot of different things going on in her life, um, I have just never nailed the elf. And so I, I realized, I was like, I got to figure out how to get him in on the secret so that um, he won't tell, like, give him some incentive not to tell little sisters. Yeah. So what I came up with was like, guess what, buddy? The elf is part of this, and now you can help me with the elf. Like, you can plan what the elf is going to do, and you can handle the elf, and you can come up with the different activities for the elf. Like, the elf is on you, man. And he was like, (laughs) oh, he loved that because he's like Mr. Uber responsible. (laughs) We are constantly letting him down because he's way more responsible than either of his parents. And so he just, he loved that. So then he was on elf duty. And really, the first several years, he nailed elf duty. Like That's he awesome. just, he nailed it. He would come up with like, you know, he would get me to spend time on Pinterest looking at different activities for elves. There's way too much stuff you can do with elves. <laughs> I had my limit is like, we had a neighbor whose elf would undecorate the tree and then redecorate it. Like take all the white lights off. Oh my gosh. And the kids would wake up the next morning to colored lights. And like the mom would be like, I hate colored lights. I can't believe that elf did that to me again. And I, all I could think about was like how much time that must have taken because you've got to take everything off your tree. <laughs> That is impressive. To put the new stuff back on. Um, So I was like, I had some limits. Like the elf could not do things to our house that (laughs) required a lot of work. And really it all needed to be stuff that he could do. Yeah. And the other thing that had happened was somebody told us that you had to have an elf per child. And um, yeah, because, you know, they're one day going to take their elf to their family and continue the tradition. Have you not heard this, Melissa? I have. I'm way behind on my elf lore. So I then I was like, oh god, I get it. So we had one year the second elf arrived, and like the kids were blown away, especially because it was a girl elf. And of course, my husband was like, oh, there's going to be we can set up some funny elf scenarios. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) But so then, and then I went really cheap with elf number three. It's just an ornament. I just gonna bring myself to buy like another a third because you know they come with the book and right, it's, right. I was like I, I can't do it I can't do another one, but um, then uh, two years ago it was Christmas season we were in Target and my middle child was pointing out to me the Barbie Dream House that she was really hoping that Santa would bring to her that year. And I looked at the Barbie dream house and I was like, oh gosh, no, that's way too expensive. And she like whipped around and she was like, wait, are you Santa? And I just was like, yeah. And then I went, <laughs> and then I had that moment of like, oh no. I was like, <laughs> because middle child, like when she has information, it's going to be shared with the world. Right. Like she just, that's just how she is. And I was like, I have just now unleashed like this, this, this information. And I was rapidly texting my husband because I was like, just so you know, right. I let the cat out of the bag. I did it all of a sudden. It was not, you know, so nothing lovely, nothing sharing the magic of Christmas. <laughs> I did try to get her in on the elf thing, but she's just as distractible as I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the elf, I don't, the elves have not been super reliable. Actually, last year, um, I don't think they showed up at all because we just were, the house was under construction and I was right. like, you know what? Right there's only so much I can handle. Right, right. <laughs> but, you know, I have to say, like, now that the cat's out of the bag, I feel like it takes the pressure off and now it can just be fun. Yes. Right? Because there's not the, like, 
oh gosh, if I forget, it's going to be terrible. And the yeah. panic of waking up in the morning and realizing oh, I my haven't gosh. moved him. So now yeah. I feel like it can be really fun and the pressure's off. And I actually, I realize I am not as creative as I'd like to be. <laughs> and I really think the elf can be funny. Yeah. Yes. So I found, um, I ordered a kit this year. So um, it's from chippershop.com. Okay. Haven't heard of it. Um, yep. Pre, it's an an idea every day for your elf and it gives you a checklist of things that you can use around your house or uh-huh. comes with um, things. Extras. Right. Um, and then these ideas also of like the elf um, telling the kids ways that they can give back, like asking uh-huh. for things, oh. but really creative things. Like one day there's a little science project with Skittles and um, so I don't have to come up with nice. anything. I just have to <laughs> open the envelope and do it. And I don't need to worry about if the kids catch me red handed. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We had, um, the, I believe it was the first year of the elf. Um, I, we actually had been approached by our oldest saying that he really was concerned. The elf was sick because it was like <laughs> three days in a row elf hadn't moved. And so I was like, they were playing in another room. And I was like, I'm just going to quickly move the elf. So that then I can be like, are you sure it's in the same place? Because now it seems like it's over there, <laughs> you know. And um, they, they came running into the room as I had the elf in my hand. <laughs> and I threw it to the ground really quickly and was like, oh, God. Because, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to touch it. And then um, they were like, what happened? You touched the elf. And they were like, I mean, distraught. And I was like, I thought it was a bird. He was flying around the room. <laughs> And they, they were like, oh, no. And I was like, look, guys, maybe if we just leave the room, the elf will find a safe place to sit and everything will be okay. And, of course, they ran out of the room and I'm like, I'm kind of lollygagging. <laughs> I put the elf in a safe space. And then we came back in to see where he landed and he landed in a safe spot. But it, what is really sad is I have heard the kids retell this story. And now the way that their memory has changed it is we had a bird stuck in the house and the bird knocked <laughs> over the elf. Oh my God. And I had to sneak to put the elf back in position and we had to get the bird out. Like it is so funny well, how well memory done. works. Right. Right. <laughs> but also a little gaslighting. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was reading something about gaslighting. I was like, ooh, <laughs> I think I might have done that. Hilarious. <laughs> Which is not, that was my whole point of like being honest was like not to do that. And then of course, like that stupid little elf like pushed me in the wrong direction. You know, it's so hard because I, I actually really do love the excitement of the unknown, that magical sense. Like I remember as a little girl really being so excited for, oh my gosh, what if, you know, yeah. even like the tooth fairy, just yes. this idea that, that magical worlds could really exist. It yeah. was fascinating. But as an adult, you start to realize like it's really complicated to pull all this off. And sometimes it just gets too big and too yes. ridiculous. Well, tooth fairy is a perfect example because in the daily house, the tooth fairy is incredibly unreliable <laughs> because what will happen is they lose the tooth. And, and it's funny because Jeff and I both now, will, we know how to put calendar appointments in. Well, yeah. we've learned this in the last year of doing the tooth fairy, like put in a calendar appointment <laughs> so that you will have a reminder because you tuck kid into bed. They tuck the tooth under the pillow. They're excited. You're excited. Sometimes I'll even go immediately and pull the money from my wallet and then, um, and then I just move on. Yes. It's and, so hard to remember. And that like morning you come down and you see the money sitting there and you're like, oh no. <laughs> I have been known to like run up there and like try to like, good morning and tuck it under. <laughs> but the hard part is you cannot find the tooth when you do that. So oh. then they're like, I have a tooth and money. And I'm like, I don't know. Bonus. Why? 
<laughs> well, and I feel like the tooth fairy is just mean because sneaking in and trying to do the exchange yes. under their sleeping head. Yes. I mean, come on. Yeah, I always insist. I mean, I know they have like those cute pillows. Yeah. And again, I guess this is like where I am cheap because I just w- did not want to buy a pillow. Like, I mean, it's one thing when you have like one kid right. and you can have like the elaborate pillow. But when you're talking about like $50 for some special pillow times three, right. it just gets ridiculous. We had been given, <laughs> both of my kids had been given Tooth Fairy pillows as gifts. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's a cute gift, but you're yeah. right. I would never spring for something no. On our own. And the and the thing is, so then at least they have the little pocket, you know exactly where to find it. Right. Our our cheap workaround was I always insisted it had to go into an envelope. Oh. So then you're just feeling for an envelope. Yes. So, <laughs> it doesn't mean of course, you know, I mean it is a very shared daily child experience of the waking up, tooth is still there. And then that dev, I can still remember our youngest coming down just devastated. She didn't come. And it was like the first one. And I was like, oh, how did I mess this up already? And of course, the two older siblings were like, oh, this happens. <laughs> and it's okay. Tooth Fairy's going to make up for it. You actually usually end up with a little bit extra. <laughs> our big one with the Tooth Fairy was um, the comparing of the Tooth Fairy. Oh, yes. So a, a friend, you know, I'd hear so and so's tooth fairy gives her twenty dollars. Oh she? yes, and I'd be like, "Well, sounds like they've got a great neighborhood tooth fairy." <laughs> I know. You know I don't know. Sorry, what to tell sorry, you. kiddos, <laughs> we're on the wrong street. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's a we have a, um, a family friend. They their first tooth fairy visit was like twenty lollipops, and so wow. my kids were all like, "Oh." Sometimes you can get candy. And I was like, hmm, I don't think our tooth fairy is ever going to be able to deliver 20 lollipops. <laughs> so it, this also kind of brings up the question. I've heard a lot of people say they don't like doing the magical stuff mm-hmm. because they don't believe in lying to their kids. Yes. Or that they're sending this wrong messages. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting because I can actually, one of my dearest friends, when we became mothers around the same time, and she said, we're not going to do any of that magical stuff. Like, we are just, that is not our thing. And so, and I was like, oh gosh, like, I thought we were going to raise our kids together. Yeah. And now I can't raise my kids around your kids because, yeah, I was like, what's going to happen? Because you know, like, everybody has, and I, I mean, I'm a parent of one of those children, like, that it's just like when they have information and they know, like, they look at that, that other kid having that magical thinking and they just immediately are like, oh no, mm-mm. right? just so you know, this is not how that goes. And so, and, and it's, it's funny because like that in retrospect, you know, that was many years ago, it really didn't end up being a big deal at all. Like there was no like breaking of the magic or, you know, yeah. I mean, but I do think I get it because I think people feel like if we teach them that we are not always going to tell the truth then we're basically setting them up to not trust us, you know, and potentially there's also the idea of if you introduce this magical thinking, you're making them vulnerable to other people who might also have some kind of magical thinking, like, you know. Um, But at the same time, for me, it was more about a tradition. Yeah. And it was also, like, I I guess that's just one of the things I loved about childhood was was not knowing how everything went. Like, I feel like... Like, growing into adulthood is like the unmasking of everything. <laughs> right. The curtain is pulled open. Yes. I, you know, and I, and I want to respect everybody's beliefs, and that's fine if people don't want to do these things. And I think it's also good to have limits and just decide what works for you. Um, I have a hard time thinking that it's doing anything detrimental to our kids. Yeah. I it, actually yeah. think it influences creativity and 
um, imagination and I don't know. Yeah, the tradition of it is just so sweet and special that I don't think we're harming our children by doing so, but I think there's an age-appropriate time where they need to understand. We yeah. don't have to orchestrate a month of um, you know, elaborate hiding if they're still in seventh grade and don't know yet, yes. right? It's funny because I um, have relatives who are 18 and 16, and the parents insist that they still believe in all of these things. Wow. <laughs> and, and I'm always like, okay, okay, come on. Like once they have a computer, <laughs> right? don't they have access to every bit of information, you know? I do think a lot of kids... <laughs> pretend like they still know because they're so worried that the presence will decrease. Yes. Well, and I I can say that um, I was a total daddy's girl. And it was, and so I felt like by believing in Santa, I was like demonstrating love and support for my father. Like, oh, I believe. Yes, I believe, Daddy. You know, I trust you. Because you know, it was like the the one thing I was willing to not be cynical. But they start kids start asking poignant questions. They're figuring this out, right? And at some point, we need to help them trust their their gut and their instinct yeah. and their reasoning. The big the big thing why it happened for us this week was because the night before my son came home and said, um, I should say we go to a Title I school. So uh-huh. there are um, a lot of, we know there's a lot of homeless children in our school. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, kids who, Santa looks very different. Yes, and yes. And my son worries a lot about their needs being met. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we had a hurricane here in Charlotte and we had school closed for two days last week. And we were all really concerned because we knew that meant that a lot of the kids at our school might not be getting breakfast and lunch, which yes. is a very important thing. Um, so we talked about that a lot. And so my son came home and was like, you know, I've been thinking about um, some families that don't have a lot of money and Santa is coming soon. And uh-huh. so he can just bring them everything they need. And it uh-huh. was that moment of like, oh, oh, buddy. Yeah. So it felt, and like you said, Sylvia or Cooper asked yeah. for the Barbie, the dream house. And you were yeah. like, nope, not going to happen. <laughs> yes. Like when it comes to realistic ideas, if they think like, oh, well, let's, let's ask for a spaceship. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a time and place where yeah. you have to start to help their reasoning. Yeah. Well, and it's it's interesting because I've seen articles go around, I feel like the last couple of years in particular, where they say, like, parents, please don't have the really expensive, fancy stuff come from Santa because of the fact that you want to be able to know that, like, across all socioeconomic statuses, yes. like, you could have Santa, but not have this sense that, like, Santa has favorites and not right. favorites, right? Because if it's yes. all supposed to be magic and then it's limited by resources. And if we yeah. say Santa gives to the good children and not the bad. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it, that is kind of a setup. Yes, it is. And I think that it's one of those things where I would hear that and, and it was hard because we don't tend to do a lot of gifts, period. Yes. And so, but we just, we had always just done like one gift from Santa and it's something the kids want. And then usually like a couple of things in their stocking and kind of done just because I, I don't know, I don't like a ton of stuff yeah, and we're I'm very trying to yeah. Christmas too. Yeah. And so I think that the hard part though is we would have the one present be from Santa, but we, you know, we've really tried to think that through. And I do think it matters to have this idea that how do we spread that magic and how do we make sure that we're trying to help support that? So we've we've always taken the kids um, shopping. We usually like 
sponsor a family or we have mm-hmm. some way that we do it um, and we'll take the kids shopping and have them pick out stuff. And that, I would say, is probably my favorite part of the holiday season. I love how excited the kids get. Yes. Though, you know, of course they'll go through these waves of like, can we get two? I want one of those too. Right. And, you know, <laughs> we go through that. But I also think that it matters for them to see we can contribute to other folks, you know? 100%. And so if you're thinking about ripping the Band-Aid, I think that that's the opportunity to, to bring them in on the magic. And now we get to play Santa. It's not just sponsoring a family. It's playing Santa, yes. right? And that the Santa really just means joy and caring and, and the love of taking care of people. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I don't understand at all, so like, and then this is a total segue, but maybe Melissa, you can help me with this. What the heck is the Easter Bunny? Like, why do we have, like, have, what? I know, what? I know. <laughs> so we should research where the Easter Bunny came from. Yes. I do know, though, so that the egg is actually the symbol of Oestra, which is the symbol of spring. Uh-huh. So kind of back in pagan times, that's their celebration. So when it merged with Christianity, yeah. they incorporated the egg. But why a why bunny? bunny? Where does the bunny egg? come from? And why do we always have the bunnies having the eggs? Because... We know bunnies don't lay eggs. Like, I will say that because I have never really understood that tradition. And also there was one Easter. I got a whole Easter basket filled with white chocolate and I ate it like all in one sitting. And I still can't eat white chocolate. This is like 35 years later. I still can't oh, touch I'm the so stuff. Sad for you because it's delicious. <laughs> oh. Nope, nope. Just stomach turned already. <laughs> but the funny thing is like, so it's just not my holiday. Like as far as like, the bunny thing. Like, yeah. I mean, I love I love getting the family together and all the, you know, the faith side of the tradition. Yes. But not the bunny thing. And it's funny because most years um, my mother-in-law will come in and try to help shush up the, <laughs> the Easter bunny. <laughs> but my big thing is, is I don't, I also don't understand it. It's I'm hilarious. like, it doesn't make any if sense. If anybody out there knows why it's a bunny, how this Please came to be, give us a heads up. <laughs> Uh, share it on Instagram. We need some help. Yes. Um. Yeah. And so, so it sounds like with your conversation, you laid it all out there, right? You went through all of we the did. different. Mm-hmm. So, Tooth Fairy. So, um, you know that one we didn't talk about, but because I, I said, all right, so what questions do you have for me? And I answered all their questions, and it went to the Easter Bunny because my daughter loves a scavenger hunt. She loves a hunt, so the uh-huh. Easter is her favorite holiday for the hunt. So she immediately thought of that. Um, they asked about the leprechaun because I didn't know that we were, you know, they can do you do from, this leprechaun. So what I do is I used to put, um, a little food coloring in our toilet to make okay. it look like there was green pea in it uh-huh, and that uh-huh. a leprechaun had visited. They thought uh-huh. it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the extreme that we went to all because in daycare, the leprechaun comes and plays mean tricks, like messes yeah. up the classroom and leaves yeah. footprints. Um, so they asked about that because my son was like, so what about the, I mean, how did you make green pea? I was (laughs) like, all right, all right. And then just a day later, my son brought it up again and was like, so does that mean you do the little elf? And he's like flabbergasted Uh at Uh how much we've done. He was Uh like, I just don't know how you would do all that. (laughs) I love Um, that. I just love that he can see like, wow, mom and dad are putting a lot of work into this. So we re- it really was a rip of all magical yep, things. Yeah, you know, all the unknowns were kind of answered. Yeah, I you know it's funny the uh, the uh, leprechaun 
has always been a struggle for me too. Yes, um, because it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I just, I, I think I, for me it always goes back to like, I'm not going to destroy my own house right. so that you can think that something magical happened. Right, right. <laughs> like I'm, you know, and I, so I like your workaround of like just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> this is, however, this conversation is making me realize I don't know that we've actually had the conversation with the third child. <laughs> And there is nothing my girls love more than sitting next to me while I'm editing our podcast. So I think that we might actually end up having a pretty good conversation before I get to edit this one because I I think I'm going to need to make sure that Sylvie gets it all. And I don't know if I've really tied it all together. So I think if it's okay with you, I'm probably going to copy your conversation about the magic and how important it is to share the magic. Because I just, I like that reframe. Like, I like the idea that this is something, it's about a holiday season. It's about having, like, fun with celebrating a holiday, but also supporting others and, you know, kind of getting them in on the team. Yes. Uh, We'd love to hear everybody else's stories about how you told your kids, um, how it went, how you found out. So um, follow us on Instagram or also go to our website and share your comments. And maybe we'll we'll try, I'm determined to try to get this hashtag thing going, but yes. I, I need, I'm going to take some ownership here, but maybe we'll do hashtag magical thinking. Love so. it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the curious mother. Learn more at www.thecuriousmother.com where you will find resources related to episode topics. Please join our community and add your voice. Follow us on Instagram at The Curious Mother. Thanks for listening.